Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that does not occur even among pagans. A man has his father's wife and you are proud. Shouldn't you rather be filled with grief and have put out of your fellowship the man who did this? Even though I am not physically present, I am with you in spirit and I have already passed judgment on the one who did this just as if I were present. When you are assembled in the name of our Lord Jesus, and I am with you in spirit, and the power of the Lord is present, hand this man over to Satan, so that the sinful nature may be destroyed, and his spirit saved on the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast, that you may be a new batch, without yeast, as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the festival, not with the old yeast, the yeast of malice and wickedness, but with bread without yeast, the bread of sincerity and truth. I have written you in this letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral or the greedy and the swindlers or the idolaters. In this case, you would have to leave the world. But now I am writing you that you must not associate with anyone who calls himself a brother, but is sexually immoral or greedy, an adulterer or a slanderer, a drunkard or a swindler. Such men do not even eat. What business is it of mine to judge that those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? Expel the wicked man from among you. Paul expected immorality to constantly define the people of the world. He refused to judge them for it. Instead, he looked past any lewdness, sold them some tents and kept on witnessing. His focus was on getting holiness into the house of God. Some of you recoil against this idea. It seems far too insular. Surely God wants us to fight systemic racism, work for the good of the world. And the answer is yes, of course. God made the earth. In the end, we will inherit it, 322. And we practice now our stewardship of it. But Paul never aspired to be Rome's moral policeman. He did not engage in culture wars. Instead, he told the sinful world about the gospel of Jesus and turned his moral attention to those within the church and he urgently demanded utter sexual purity in the church. Do you hear that? In our age, many Christians are saying the church needs to relax orthodox views on Christian sexual ethics. In our day, it's normal for Christians to sleep together, live together, express their sexual desires in whatever context seems best to them. Paul very strongly speaks against that. Paul even says it would be better for all if people who deliberately persist in sexual impurity be asked to leave the church. This is the man who gave up all he had to see some come to faith. This is the man who was compelled by the love of Christ, who regarded himself as the worst of all sinners. This can't just be written off as bigotry on Paul's part. We must ask why Paul would even suggest 
such a thing? Could it be that in Paul's compassion, he was led to demand a certain way of living, sacrificial, painful at times, but riven with holiness? Could it be that Paul saw greater benefit for every person if they prioritised holiness over happiness? I wonder how you respond to this. You might be deeply conscious of your sexual sin. Do not fear. Repentance is real and God loves to cleanse you of every sense of shame. Or you might, like the Corinthians, be angry. I get that. Paul makes me angry sometimes too. In these moments, we need to really hear Jesus and not let memories of other voices swamp what he really says. And we also need to be honest about the choice we have. When we actually hear Jesus, will we let his word form us? Do we want to be people who worship Jesus when he says stuff we like, but reject him when he says stuff we don't? For Paul, it was everything Jesus said or it wasn't worth showing up. That was what it meant to live in weakness. That is what it meant to live in fear and trembling and to see the foolishness of God as wiser than the wisdom of this world. Here's a question for reflection. Are you allowing Jesus to rule your sex life? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.